Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. Uh, my name is Steve, and I'm here, as always, with Mondo. We are toddlers this week for the first time ever, so our little uh, triumphant trio is uh, broken up for the week. But I have some great news because we have a very special guest. You might know him as one of my co-hosts on the Horror Squad podcast, Joe. Joe, how's it going? Hello. How is everyone doing? Um, I give this is the first time without Todd, huh? The first Toddless. Ah, uh, fuck that boot though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He yeah. he's never he leaves our show all the time, so you guys are lucky, I guess. He's busy churning fucking butter across the country or something like <laughs> right, that. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk uh dick tracy obviously which is the main we were doing tonight right and uh yeah. talk some gaming too because i finally started getting into gaming for the first time in like a decade so yeah yeah, uh, this yeah is absolutely. like us this is like celebrity level fucking interview tonight right <laughs> right. Yeah, right i'm like i'm nervous <laughs> like what do i what do i do with my hands what do i do with my hands yeah. <laughs> just keep them up okay <laughs> do i do one of these yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but thanks for coming on joe man it's 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 gonna be fun tonight man i mean gonna talk about a lot of things i have a couple gripes because i heard you guys are going oculus crazy um Mm -hmm. and doing all that shit so but we'll we'll get into that but yeah yeah we got some questions for him though steve give him his questions so because uh you know joe's uh first time guest on this show and we we have a lot of listeners that listen to both horse Squad podcasts and this but we've never really got to know joe outside of horror so yeah. i had a few questions just to get to know him on the other side of the coin so joe just tell us a few really simple introductory questions here first what are some of your favorite non-horror movies Ooh, this is great actually <laughs> because um well first of all it's nice being on the other end of like an interview so this is nice um because i'm so used to doing interviews uh but uh so yeah fa- honestly my favorite movie of all time isn't even a horror movie actually um it's actually goodfellas Uh, i'm a huge fan of mob movies uh and the first time i saw goodfellas it was like instantaneous love like instantaneous love like i absolutely fell in love with that movie um and it was probably the first mob movie i ever saw too like i hadn't seen the godfather yet or anything like that so like to me like goodfellas to me is like the best mob movie of all time like over the godfather i know like sacrilege to most people but i I do love the god (laughs) i do love the godfather as well obviously but man there's just something about goodfellas that is just uh, amazing and scorsese i mean i'm a massive scorsese fan either i don't think there's a movie i've seen of his that i dislike uh as far as like other stuff i mean man that's tough um i mean hmm I don't know. Goodfellas. I mean, mom movies in general. And then after that, put me on the spot here. It is a lot of horror movies, quite honestly, uh, after that. But uh, oh, Shawshank Redemption, I guess, is another big one for me. I, I absolutely yeah. love that movie as well. Those are, I mean, if people ask like two movies that really like had an impact on me that weren't horror, Goodfellas and Shawshank Redemption would be easily be my top two. Definitely some great tastes there. I mean, those are incredible <laughs> fucking movies. Goodfellas had the most yeah. f bombs in a movie, right, or something like not, not I, anymore. It, I don't it, think. Okay, it's it, definitely it, up there. I think The Wolf of Wall Street broke it. I oh, want to say, dude, I haven't seen that. 
you gotta see it it's It's great it's good yeah it's another great one dude but goodfellas is amazing i like casino too yeah no casino's awesome Mm -hmm. casino's fucking great but uh yeah Mm -hmm. i'm with you there though godfather it's good but goodfellas Mm -hmm. just does it a little bit better i mean yeah i mean goodfather godfather did it the godfather did it first so i mean it's tough to like compare them but Man, there's one actually I'm going to throw out to your listeners who might be fans of mob movies that a lot of people don't talk about. And it's actually a really, really uh, good movie. Um, it's it's an old school one um, called The Valachi Papers. Uh, so if you're a fan, it's super, I would say more obscure. Um, but if you're a fan of mob movies, I would definitely recommend checking out that one. I want to say it's like maybe 50s or 60s. Very nice. I haven't heard of that though. one. It's a good one cool um what about video games what are some of your favorite video games of all time i know you were more of a gamer back like in a while ago and only getting back into gaming now but what were your favorites right. back then? so my all-time favorite video game system all of all time is the nintendo 64 i, I think it has something to do with the age you know I'm, I'm 35 so like man i i will never forget when the nintendo 64 came out i want to say maybe i was like 10 11 i was like the perfect video gaming age right so like obviously like the super nintendo was like the early part of my childhood i played a lot of that but like when that nintendo 64 came out i like i like just begged for it for forever and then i mean it's easily the greatest christmas present i ever got i remember christmas morning i opened all my presents i didn't get the n64 and then my parents like pulled it out out of nowhere and i literally cried like tears of joy it was and i it was it's easily the system i logged the most hours on like maybe the place the playstation 2 might have honestly surpassed it because like i was like young teenage years at that point and i was definitely in my room a lot more playing playstation 2 amongst other things in your you do in your teenage years at that point um amongst but, other things uh, being the wink wink <laughs> right exactly yeah, it's with my Jennifer Love Hewitt poster on the wall. Um, but shit, you Nintendo, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Who, who didn't? Oh uh, man. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Nintendo sixty four was just an amazing system. Super Mario sixty four, I think, is still one of the best games ever created. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I, sh- I see you like shake it. I mean, it's like, man, that game is so good because of the hours you can log on it. Like the amount of gameplay in that game is it was out of control i mean obviously um then ocarina of time came out which i think is probably easily another one of easily one of the best games ever created too i mean the zelda series in general but ocarina of time um was was just amazing and n64 did create a lot of great games along the way too but i mean say what you want about the controller i mean it wasn't obviously a great design i think it was one but, of our worst yeah, controllers I, we reviewed yeah it was absolute <laughs> duck <shit> right. controller <laughs> it was it was it it, it was ahead of its time in a a lot of ways like uh bad design but it was the first controller but if maybe i'm wrong here you guys are more of the gaming experts that had like the joystick right like the movable joystick that ended up being like everyone has that now like nc uh you know xbox playstation and stuff so they they ever play mario uh, party on the 64 yeah, I love Mario Party. Me, me and my friends used to play it all the time. Did you get the, uh, the and then blister my, in the middle of your hand? 
Oh yeah, it was awful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was fun too. But yeah, and then yeah, I mean, PlayStation Two, I would put next for sure. And then I went over to the the, the 360, which I logged quite a lot of hours on as well. So yeah, that I mean, that's kind of my gaming history, I guess. And now you moved on to VR, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I hadn't played. I kind of just took a a break like i it's not that i didn't want a game i guess i just kind of got out of it and then i just was waiting for the right time i guess to get back into it and i was wanting to grab like another xbox for a long time now or playstation i mean it really doesn't matter to me i'm not like a uh loyalist to one or the other it really doesn't matter to me so i was gonna i I was gonna pick up one or the other uh and then my brother had uh the oculus quest uh, at his house and he's like dude you gotta try this this going back maybe like a few months ago and I put it on and it like just like blew my mind I was like whoa it's just like it's such like a different experience being like immersed into a game granted like the, I mean the graphics maybe aren't the best right now obviously we're still like in the early stages of VR it kind of feels like you're like stuck in like a uh, almost like a like a Wii graphics or even maybe a little better than Nintendo 64 more I guess Wii graphics would be the best description uh i know like a lot of people have played the pc vr which like it has way better graphics that i've considered getting a gaming laptop just to try that out but yeah so like it blew my mind uh i'm like an avid golfer outside uh so he showed me like vr golf and i was like whoa i was like this is almost like you're playing like real golf outside um so really i got it for that uh and i really haven't played much else i played and i played walkabout mini golf with steve so really like i bought a vr and the only two things i've really played are game wise is the two golf games but i've also played a few of the social games uh they have on there uh horizon worlds which you can like uh that zuckerberg i think created where you can uh it's kind of cool like people just create like all these different worlds and you can go and visit them i visited there's like a lot of horror horror worlds but then there's also like comedy clubs and it's interesting steve is that like roblox for adults i see yeah actually there is a roblox for adults called rec room oh it's like shit yeah it's basically exactly that uh yeah i I promise i'd ask joe i promise i'd ask how much porn have you watched on the vr and don't fucking lie (laughs) don't lie you're smiling (laughs) Honestly, I haven't watched any yet, and I oh, can't. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I... No, Sam, I mean, Sam is always here. So, like, I can never, I haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> What's that stopping def- you for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested because I've, I've heard uh, it's a game changer. So, <laughs> so Sam's watching the porn on the VR when you're gone. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Just remember that your uh, Oculus is attached to Facebook, so make sure to put yourself and do not oh, disturb. All right. Good, yeah, right. Good to know. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Welcome to Joe's Horror Corner. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, another thing that we like to talk a lot about on the show is our favorite childhood TV shows. So what was a young Joe watching on television, like cartoons or even some of the live action stuff in the, I guess for you, would be the 90s? yeah that's that's a great question uh you know obviously like ninja turtles right like that's like the probably the biggest thing growing up for me i was a massive ninja turtles fan the movies the cartoon everything 
Then, like, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, a lot of young horror stuff. Like, I was really into Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark were, like, two of, like, my favorite television shows growing up. And then, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the basics of it. Uh, My other big fandom was Batman growing up. And I still, like, am a Batman fan. Not as big as I used to be, I guess. But um, never, like, was really into, like, the comic stuff. Uh, More just, like, the movies and the cartoons of Batman and stuff like that. So, yeah, those were like all my big fandoms and Ghostbusters. Obviously, like the Goose, uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon was the main. And uh, I was a big Inspector Gadget fan as well. What turtle you got, dude? I was always a big Donatello fan growing up. Ooh. Yeah, I, I I think it was I think it was to be different, right? Because everyone liked Michael An- Michelangelo seemed to be like everyone's favorite. So I kind of tried to like be. I guess different and uh yeah Donatello Donatello for whatever reason always just uh resonated with me uh with the movies and stuff like that maybe because of Corey Feldman right I think was the voice of Donatello in yeah. the movies yeah yeah <laughs> like a trivia point number one <laughs> Steve was always impartial to Master Splinter he said that's right no yeah it was awesome yeah <laughs> uh well actually for the cartoon it was fucking April O'Neil <laughs> oh yeah well, yeah yeah um and finally finally as far as the questions go what are some of your like movie guilty pleasures what are some pretty bad (laughs) movies that you're just fuck it i'm a fan of it regardless yeah um like blair witch project 2 for me like obviously like i always go with the horror but uh blair Witch project 2 like it's not a good movie but i just there's something about it i just love for whatever reason i like that they tried to do something different with it uh they didn't try to replicate the first movie they tried to do something really weird and i appreciated it and uh yeah and i think the goth chicken it's really hot too so that didn't hurt uh so yeah other than that though man i mean i'm sure there's a lot of like guilty pleasure movies that people probably think are dog shit that uh i enjoy but there's nothing else coming to my mind always kuso oh god no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, joe, joe you watched the whole thing right of kuso you were uh yeah brave enough yeah, to I get did. to it too yeah i did I, I made it through the whole thing yeah it was awful. you'll never like, forget me for that shit dude you'll never i won't never. i won't it's definitely a movie i'll never forget yeah and uh one i'll never watch again either <laughs> that's definitely well, fucking yeah, sure well steve's got a velocipaster coming up at uh end of the month that's right movie. yeah so, uh, that's awesome i haven't, I haven't seen i haven't seen that one yet so i got i uh i could definitely have to get on that and watch it oh you'll love it you'll love it (laughs) all right so uh those are the questions hopefully you got to know joe a little bit more but we're of course we got plenty more in the show mondo what's going on in the world right now that's me dude uh lots of shit going on man for starters uh ezra miller who you'll know from uh flash seems to just be going on a fucking tirade, beating the shit out of everyone in Hawaii. Um, I believe they're actually postponing his movie Flashpoint because of all the all the things he's kind of mired in right now, which is sucks. I mean, they just have Harry Potter dropping. They already have enough controversy with uh, J.K. Rowling, and now you got Ezra Miller to throw in the fucking bunch. So, yeah, Ezra Miller, please get your shit together, dude. Um, let's see, what else do I have? House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. Please tell me you guys both love Game of Thrones. Fuck yeah. All right. Absolutely. Did you think the last season was crap too, Joe? I did. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I'm the only one on that island. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones is fucking great. It's a great show. 
Um, I know everyone has their opinions about that last episode, but House of the Dragon, the prequel set, I believe, 200 years before, um, is coming out August 21st. So I'm stoked because when you have Game of Thrones, you have boning, killing, the whole nine yards. So that can never go wrong with that. Uh, I know this one is going to cause Steve to go erect from zero to 60 monkey island the return yes. to monkey island yes, yes there it is there it is he's bulging baby I'm so happy i'm so f- i and i can't believe it like so monkey island super special series to me i've been playing him since i'm a kid but specifically i'm a kind of like a snob about monkey island i only like one and two uh i didn't find three and above to be all that great well it's like someone fucking heard me in the multiverse out there and they're like you know what we're gonna make a sequel to part two because fuck the others we're only counting one and two and this is technically a new part three so it's like it's like the perfect thing for me and i cannot fucking wait so excited did you ever did you ever play that shit joe or no 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 i'm not familiar <laughs> with it me either man this guy has a trivia question one day what's the name of the lead protagonist and we're like we don't fuck todd and i are like we were born in the 80s so yeah, I've mm-hmm. never played one, Steve. I may play this one for you, though, because I know it gets you all excited and it'll help me remember the protagonist's name because I still don't remember it to this day. I always forget it. But you have to um, like uh, click and point adventure games, right? Like that's, They're not bad. They're yeah, not I mean, bad. you have to like, like Leisure Solari and, and Loom and Monkey Island and Salmon Max. Like that, that's the thing. If you don't like but that it's like a telltale game. game. It's like a Telltale game almost. Not really, because Telltale, you can, it's basically just conversations, right? Okay. You don't do all that much other than have conversations with, with people. Whereas in this, you have to go around the map, you have to figure things out. Okay, you know, I need a stick to do this. So I need to go back to somewhere else. You know, it's like a, like an escape room, I guess, in a way, you know? So I will beat Monkey Island before I ever beat Resident Evil 7. Yeah, that's so. for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's for damn sure. Uh, uh, we got a new Tomb Raider that was recently announced by Crystal Dynamics, which, Joe, in the future, if you get any kind of system, man, I highly recommend going with Xbox, only because it's, I personally, I know earlier you were saying you don't really cater to one fandom or the other you're kind of open to whatever but i have always seen the xbox as a like if you want to play with friends and have a good time xbox is the way to go they have great games tomb raider being one of them um they just announced a new one they're going to run it on uh unreal engine 5 which basically it's like the nipples will have dimples at this point you know it's going to be so you won't be able to distinguish between uh you know what's fake and what's not so I'm looking forward to that. I love the Crystal, Dynamic, Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider series. It's really good. Um, moving on here to the last couple things, Kingdom Hearts 4, another one of Steve's favorite games, just got announced too. Uh, I know you're probably looking forward to that. I wonder if Haley Joel is coming back for that role. Yeah, uh, probably, right? It's that easy money of uh, you know a role that he's, he's one of the roles he's known for um you know I'm, I'm excited i'm not super excited kingdom hearts like it's 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 good but there's a lot of confusing shit about it like it's probably the most confusing timeline in video games it's fucking ridiculous the timeline of the kingdom Hearts. try to figure out which kingdom heart to play in order you'll have no fucking idea there's like 20 of them they're numbered super weird it's like kingdom hearts eight and a half point five seven it's fucking and then it's kingdom hearts like melody of chains and kingdom hearts three 
extra deuce yeah you know, like it's like what the fuck are they doing with there so but still I, I i just like to go into disney franchises so apparently this one might go into star wars which is gonna be really cool so i'm, I'm just like can't ever go wrong with star wars baby right. no <laughs> uh last two things and this one although it's focused on everything nerdy and gaming i think it could kind of leak over to horror so i'd be interested to hear your input uh, either way joe but thor love and thunder is coming out in a few months right they just leaked some toy product showing what christian bale's character is going to look like in this movie because he's the antagonist the antagonist gore the god butcher as he's known looks one way in the comics looks completely different when he comes to this live action movie there is a ton of outcry of why doesn't he look exactly like the comic book iteration of him the problem is if you go comic book route you don't get christian bale's face in it so my question to you guys is do you get upset when you see mainstream actors taking on a role who are either covered up and you don't recognize them, or does it matter to you personally, for me, you get someone like Christian Braille's credentials, you're going to show his face. You're going to incorporate him into the character. What do you guys think? Um, no, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at uh, Josh Brolin as Thanos, right? Like you really didn't see his face and he fucking kicked ass and he's a, a definitely an a-list actor uh and then just recently uh colin farrell he was like unrecognizable as the penguin in the batman so to me no it, it doesn't matter and if you get a good actor behind that makeup that's really all that matters yeah and i i agree with that and first of all we've only seen the fucking like back of a toy thing and people are like freaking out until you see the goddamn performance it's... shut your fucking hell you know yes uh, but also, like Joe saying, I mean, Vin Diesel is Groot. Uh, Bradley Correct. Cooper is Rocket. Rocket. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, whatever the character needs and the vision for the character, I trust Taika Waititi. I think he's one of the best directors out there. And oh, yeah. I trust that his vision for Gore the God Butcher is going to be good. So, I can't wait. You get someone like Christian Bale, who's had so many numerous roles in his career, great roles at that. I mean, he's fucking Batman. Why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does with the character, whether it's a big deviation. I mean, we're talking the differences cult looking like in live action versus alien tentacles everywhere in comic. I'd rather get something that's going to give me Christian Bale. Um, but we'll see what happens because we haven't got the trailer yet. And it's the it's the longest Marvel movie to go without releasing a trailer. Like, what are we, like two months away, Steve, yep. or so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, two months. Yeah, two months away. And there's not one trailer, teaser, anything that has come out for this. I, so. At this point, I, they're waiting for Doctor Strange, right? Oh, no. dude, I'm waiting for fucking Doctor Strange. That right. shit's going to be <laughs> lit, dude. So, uh, Joe, do you, do you follow the Marvel movies at all? Like, is it something that you you've watched from Iron Man to current or do you skip around? I skip, yeah, I skip around. I was actually honestly quite burnt out on like comic book movies. So I kind of had to like take a break from them for a little bit. Um, but I always kept up with like the Avengers uh, timeline and stuff like that. But I didn't watch like every other, you know, kind of side piece and whatnot that they have there. Um, but recently I watched the Spider-Man series, the Tom Holland Spider-Man series. And I loved them. I loved all, all three good. of those movies. Uh, no Way Home was am amazing. I think it's, uh, is it No Way Home, right? Is that the last one? Yeah, right. No Way Home, yeah. I, 
that was probably one of the best comic book movies I've seen in quite a long time. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that definitely, uh, re, uh, gave kind of resurged my interest in the comic book stuff. And obviously Sam Raimi, uh, coming on to do this new, uh, Dr. Strange movie who I didn't see the first Dr. Strange movie, but he, I thought he was awesome in no way home. So it definitely makes me want to go back and watch, uh, his other movie before this new movie. Cause this new movie looks awesome. And wait, that's a good segue because as of the recording today, No Way Home dropped on Blu-ray, 4K, and everything. Mm. So I can't wait for that to come uh, in the mail on Friday because i too lazy to go pick it up in person. Wow. <laughs> last couple, last two things. Captain America 4 was just announced as re- it's going to start filming in a few weeks. I had no idea. Usually you kind of get tidbits and casting and stuff. This just straight you know, we're going to start filming in. They, well, they, they, they announced it at the end of uh, of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, remember? But I didn't know how quickly they were going to start, go oh, from okay. the show to an actual film, because this right. is a film. So um, it'll be interesting to see Anthony Mackie, which I enjoyed at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldiers taking up that mantle, uh, just like in the comics. So it's going to be cool. There's I have not read anything about story or where they're going with it. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of shit that's going to go down multiverse of madness uh, in two months. So um, and the last thing, and I think the most important thing, just kind of switching from my normal craziness to, to being serious, uh, drop today the news, rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried, who passed away today. Um, I knew him as Iago. I knew him as um, the, one of the co-hosts on the world's dumbest Hollywood squares, you name it. Um, the guy was great, uh, but unfortunately, like, like we're seeing, the older we get, our heroes are passing away. Um, you know, we, Scott Hall, a few weeks ago. So rest in peace uh, to Gilbert Gottfried. Hmm. I always think a problem child. <laughs> I think of oh, Gilbert yeah. Gottfried. Oh, yeah, oh right. shit, that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this voice, man. Iago, was, God, that's yeah. where uh, freaking Jafar, Aladdin too. Like, that's what I grew up with. I mean, we're the you same too. age, I think. Yeah. I'm 35. Yeah. Steve's the only one who's like 40-something. Mm-hmm. So. Right. <laughs> practically in my 50s (laughs) i get older every episode apparently there's a conversion rate for age in canada so (laughs) yeah right uh but that's it for the news so uh we're moving over to a little bit of what the hell you've been watching playing reading if you read who wants to take it first we'll we'll let our guest go so joe what have you been watching i I know you ain't reading you always say you're gonna read but you're like he's like like seven books behind including Uh, audio i'm the the same way i told eric so uh we we have a friend eric who's like a crazy ass reader and i I posted on the group like i'm very proud of myself i'm only two books away from hitting my goal for the year and he's like dude (laughs) you're doing awesome i'm not doing that good this year i'm like yeah but my goal was two books Well, Eric slowed down too, man. He's uh he's not reading like twenty books in one hour, so uh, there's room to catch up. But what have you been what have you been watching, dude? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I definitely don't read. It just, we covered a book on the Horror Squad podcast, and it was like a man. It was it was a it was a chore for me to like have to sit down. I just can't read, man. I just don't have the first of all, my eyes are bad, and like I have I have um I'm supposed to wear glasses and I don't, so it's like tough for me to read, like sit there and read for long periods of time. Anyway, but uh, audio I can do audio books. I, I did listen to an, uh, an audio book uh, a few months ago that Todd recommended to me called um, uh, Off Season, which was by Jack Ketchum, and that was actually really good. So if anyone That's a ever book. wants. It is. If anyone wants some fucked up, like uh, Hills Have Eyes type stuff, that's definitely one to check out. Uh, as far as what I've been watching, playing, 
Um, I, I mentioned the golf games, me and Steve playing a lot of walkabout mini golf. That game is like super fun, man. It's, and it really feels like the real thing. It really feels like you're playing like real mini golf. It, it's really cool. And there's so many different courses. There's like, I think it's like 10 or 12 free courses. And then there's a few downloadable content ones, but they really immerse you in those, those maps. So it's really, really cool. So anyone with VR, definitely recommend that. Uh, as far as watching, uh, I mentioned this on the Horror Squad podcast uh, the other day, but man, Severance over on Apple Plus, that show is fucking amazing. Uh, it's basically about uh, a guy, uh, really a company that created a way to sever people's brains so that when they go to work, they like basically it's any and outie. So like their brain is severed in half between their their outside life and their inside uh, life at work and it's super interesting a uh, great show uh, to go down like a rabbit hole and do uh, all like fan theories and research on uh, it, it to me it's the best show on television right now it like com- first season completely blew me away and uh, I absolutely loved it so uh, I know a lot of people don't have apple plus and it's not a show a lot of people are talking about but uh, like I said on the Horror Squad podcast, I would highly recommend just getting a free trial and just for watching that show. And I, I guarantee you, you'll want to subscribe for next season. And I'm, uh, it's like I'm getting paid by Apple here, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Apple TV just because you mentioned um, Servant so much. Servant. On- Did you, have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet. See, the problem okay. is I don't like. It's kind of like when I read. I don't. Like for Todd, for example, that dude will read a physical book, he'll do an audio book, and then he'll read something on his tablet, like all the same. It makes right. no sense to me. Um, so for me, it's like I got to focus on yeah one thing at a time. So I actually, I'm going to watch Better Call Saul season five just dropped on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, it, it's so good. It did, I got the email yesterday, it just dropped on there. Yeah. And then uh, and then I saw Servant, like I said, you've mentioned it more than once. And I'm like, oh, it's got that Harry Potter kid in it. Um, and it's an it yeah. one, right? So yeah, yep. He's got he's got hit admit shit, but I'm interested in seeing what that is because I know you talked it and you said it was good. So it's very good, yeah. It's very very good. It's it's one it's probably one of the better things Shyamalan's done in quite a long time. I would say, even though I did enjoy old a lot more than I thought I was going to. But yeah, uh, other than that, I guess uh, yeah, just like random VR stuff. I man, I played like I just do some like I did like a roller roller coaster game on there, and I got super sick. That was like my first experience of getting sick in VR. Um, it yeah, I had to like immediately take off the the headset and like take a forty minute like lay down session because I was like ready to puke. Uh, the only that's the only thing I've gotten sick in, but I'm super excited to get into more stuff with the VR. I know there's a Blair Witch game on there. I can't wait to check out. So, yeah. Please have Sam record you when you're playing it. All right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'll take it. I'll take next, Steve. If that's cool with you. Um, I wanted to put. I watched this in theaters. I paid for it. You probably know what's coming, but I went to go watch Morbius. Uh, and my, my you know what though? <laughs> Listen, I think that poor movie. It wasn't the greatest. We're not, I mean, if you compare it to like what came out with like No Way Home and stuff, yeah, it's not going to be as at the same level. And yes, it's a Sony cash grab to cash out on the characters and stuff. Yes, it is. However, the movie itself, mind you, I take my wife to watch these things along with my kids. And even my wife was like, hey, that was that was pretty good. I found the movie to be enjoyable. Again, it's not going to wow you. It's not going to woo you. Um, I think social media has kind of been 
fucking terrible to it. Therefore, everyone's like, hey, we got to all hate it because everyone's hating it. It's a cool thing to do. Um, I enjoyed it. I gave it a 3.5 on Letterboxd because, you know, yeah, Jared Leto is a fucking weirdo and he's got his own issues outside of this. But as far as that movie specifically, it was cool. The end credit scenes, debatable. Um, but it's Sony cash grabbing on those iconic characters. So, I mean, hopefully the MCU will fucking fix it perfectly when the time comes. Um, Jackass Forever. This came out on Paramount Plus, I think it was. Holy shit. If you need a good night laugh and you want to see these guys, I believe it was Jackass 3 where they had like an opening and closing montage where they were like old and old people makeup. You don't even need to picture them in old makeup because these fuckers are old in real life doing crazy shit. That movie was absolutely fucking hilarious. If you need a wind down movie after watching Veloso Pastor, watch that shit, dude. It, it's good. Um, and then something we'll both discuss, Steve. Um, so I'll ha- pass it over to you first, but the Halo TV show and Moon Knight. But you go first. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about those two at the end. So I'll just go through my little list and then we'll go through them. Uh, I've been doing a lot lately. I don't know why I have so much fucking free time at night. Uh, but so as far as what I played, I finished Back for Blood. I talked about it in the show before. I fucking hated it the first time I played it. And I went back to it months later and I liked it more. I, I was playing, I played with my college buddies every Sunday night. Um, so we're a team of four and we look for four player games. And this one was right down our wheelhouse. We finally finished it. It was hard as shit. Like the last level was a fucking bitch, but I'm done. I'm happy about it. I'm moving on. No more of that shit. But it's not the worst. Honestly, it's not the worst. If you like Left 4 Dead type uh, zombie games, I would recommend checking it out. But it's really only fun with friends because if you don't, you have to play with uh, like actual people or really shitty NPCs. And it's just not the same experience. So I would only recommend it if you have three other buddies do it with you. Now we're playing Anthem together. Uh, Anthem is a hugely unsuccessful game that EA put out a few years ago that looks great. Like it really looks great, but people just could not get behind this one. I love it, man. Like I, I don't get is it the, good. I don't get the hate for it. It's fucking fun. Uh, it's a little low on substance and story, but we're having a ton of fun with it. It's just it's fun to fly around like Iron Man and then yeah. uh, shooting some shit. And the monsters are cool, and the levels are really well detailed Beautiful. and huge. And I don't get the hate for it. Like. You know, if people it's like, like Morbius, Destiny, it's like Destiny. Honestly, it's a lot like Destiny. So if you're on Destiny's dick, you should try out fucking Anthem. Like I prefer <laughs> Anthem because of the flying. So there you go. Uh, like Joe said, you know, I'm also on the Oculus Quest train these days. Uh, it's like it's hard to describe what it's like to play VR. You really have to experience it for yourself. Uh, like the mini putt game. Like I, you're probably listening to this if you don't play VR and you're like, that's stupid. But it really, like, it really feels like I'm there mini golfing with Joe. Like, it really feels that way. The physics are great. Like, when you hit the ball, it's accurate, as accurate as if I were there. It's crazy, like, how good the physics are in that game. Uh, yeah, the levels aren't super well detailed. They're a little cartoony, but they look awesome, you know? And there's a lot of variations of them, and they're bringing out a lot of DLC for games like that. They even announced uh, recently that they're doing um, Labyrinth in the summer and they're doing mist in the fall uh so a lot of cool stuff coming with that game uh i downloaded a bunch of shit i actually sold my psvr um because it's outdated at this point you know it's it's like four or five years old so i actually sold it 
just to get enough money to buy all the games I had on PSVR and just put them on my quest. So that's why I did. So I got, you know, this uh, vacation simulator, job simulator, Beat Saber, um, Super Hot, stuff like that, and been playing a little bit of those as well. So I'll definitely talk about VR a lot for the next few months. So get rid of, get used to that on the watch. Who's um, winning that head-to-head competition on golf, though? That's pretty even, honestly. It's, it's yeah. I think Steve has my number. I, I I think he's won more than I have. I'm I've been keeping tabs. He might not, <laughs> but I have. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Steve, dude. <laughs> um, Steve, are you gonna get the PSVR two? No, I know that's getting part. coming out soon now. Yeah. No, because the quest kind of like the problem with the PSVR two is it's tethered to the console still tethered right yeah now. which is fucking ridiculous in this day and age like the the two quests there's been three generations of this two quests in the rift that are untethered there's no fucking reason to have it tethered at this point um, yeah so i'm not gonna bother honestly um, unless they bring out some really crazy exclusive games i just don't see it happening um as far as what i'm watching i'll, I'll go really quick the first one i watched the green knight uh over on amazon prime Everyone, on, except for Mondo on uh, Letterboxd, gave it a four stars or more. So I was super excited to watch this. It looked like a fantasy, like crazy graphic movie. So I'm like super interested in it. What a fucking pile of dog shit. <laughs> like, I, I really hated that movie. It's, I didn't know what the fuck was going on for the whole film. Like, hear that, Cody? You hear that <laughs> shit? It sucked. From, from like from my understanding the son of the king i think he's the son of the king uh some like green monster guy comes and challenges him it's like okay you can hit me with your sword once and if you do a year later i can hit you with my or axe or whatever so a year later he goes on this adventure to go get his hit from this green guy and on the way he gets jerked off he makes out with some dudes he meets a fox uh he goes to grab some girl's head absolutely for no reason there's he just happens to, run to these people and then he gets there he chickens out runs back gets married practically the end i won't spoil the end end but that's basically the gist of the movie awful did not like it at all uh next one another piece of shit movie uh that was really big moonfall uh by uh roland emmerich uh just, oh my yeah so, so i thought this movie was about kind of like armageddon you know, where the moon was starting to pull itself towards Earth and they were trying to figure out how to destroy it. Nope. The moon is like some fucking spaceship from an ancient alien species and it's a super complicated plot for no reason. Uh, it's just dumb. It's a super fucking dumb movie. Uh, the only saving grace is it has really good actors in it, including like Patrick Wilson and stuff and Halle Berry and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, one of the guys from Game of Thrones. Oh, it's um, Samuel Tarly. Sam, yeah, so Sam Tarly yeah. was in it uh, as well. So that that's the only saving grace of that movie. Another terrible movie. And finally, uh, before we get into Halo and Moon Knight, I watched a movie called Coffee and Kareem. So my wife and I do movie nights every once in a while, and we each pick a film and we each watch them. And she loves to watch obscure Netflix films, like just things you've never fucking heard of that star really big actors, you know? So she picked this movie called Coffee and Kareem, which stars um, fuck the Andy from The Office there. Uh, I forget what his name is. That guy. And it was good. It was actually fucking good. It's about a cop who's just trying to impress his uh, new girlfriend's son. And he takes him out. And the son doesn't want anything to do with him. So he like tries to get him in trouble 
which puts him in some kind of like drug thing and you got this gangsters going after him it was way better than i thought it would be so if you're looking for something kind of a stupid uh movie on netflix coffee and cream recommended that's the dude from the hangover right Stu? yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah what the fuck ed, helms. Name ed, ed helms thank you yeah. i have his autograph yeah. right here but he writes like a fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh halo and moon knight um oh great you want to go ahead and start it yeah i'll go um i'm gonna just run through them real quick um and then i'll add my critique you add yours but uh halo has been i if you haven't heard this show before if you're a new listener the halo franchise games are not my cup of tea i think they're okay at most i always refer to them as a dirt bike rider or fucking wearing a dirt bike costume and shit this series though has been such a pleasant surprise i mean we're getting a show with an iconic character who's huge in the gaming world you think that they would kind of uh translated to the big screen in a very careful way as to not ruin that character and instead they're like the fucking balls to the walls let's fucking decapitations blowing up bodies everywhere like it's amazing it's good in the first episode you're introduced to the master chief i think we talked about it a little briefly the first episode the last show um where you got the iconic sound of the shield regenerating and whatnot um so being that we skip to the second episode which is called unbound where the master chief basically has broken away from his, his, the uh, reach, the people at reach. And he is essentially trying to find shelter for this Asian girl who he rescued from a planet, trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this artifact. He found runs into one of his old buddies who I forget what movies he's in. He's in all kinds of movies. Um, fuck. What's his name, dude? The, the main guy that played yeah. master chief. No, 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 no. The, oh, the other uh, guy. Yeah. He was, he, was, he was the shocker in uh yeah in spider-man yeah. spider-man so he he runs soren's his name in the in the show um but he runs into his old buddy who he almost executed and held accountable for running away from the spartan program um you know shit happens it's more like a story filler uh but master chief finally decides like hey i'm gonna leave this girl who i rescued under his protection because i'm starting to realize that i'm getting these flashbacks memories that are supposed to suppress are coming back um, I need to figure out what this device is. In order to find out this device, I have to go back to reach to my scientist lady who is super hot in the show, and she has to help me uh, figure out what's going on. So Master Chief ends up going back, which is where we pick up on episode three, um, where Chief is basically, he's in custody of, uh, what is it, the UN? I don't, I don't remember the name. You, you know UNSC? it uh, better than the UNSC? Yeah, so he's basically in the custody of his people. Uh, they're running tests to figure him out. This is where we finally get our first glimpse of Cortana in full AR, AI format. Um, you get a little bit of hint of some more fucking, uh, what are they called? The brutes, the elites or whatever. You see a little bit more of them. You get a little bit more background of Halo. And I don't know, take it away. You're more of an expert of Halo than I am. All I know is it's got blood, guts. You got a naked Master Chief in this last episode. <laughs> Uh, so if you're into dongs, which I know Todd is, he'll definitely love it when he gets to it. But uh, yeah, what are your what are your opinions on the Halo um, show so far? I fucking love it, man. Like, I love it. And I'm a huge fan of Halo. Uh, and I know they're doing a lot of things differently. I know our buddy Cody uh, has problems with that. Cody. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> me personally, I, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Uh, you know, I'm going to expect differences when they do an adaptation like this. Uh, but I mean, Master Chief looks like Master Chief. The Covenant look yeah. great. The Elites look great. 
they tease the grunts and the hunters last episode. And I love that they're slowly like starting to tease that they're going to go to Halo, right? Halo's a, a yeah. planet in the, in the game. And even last, I think it was last episode or the one before it ended with just a few subtle notes of the Halo theme because yeah. he's talking about going to Halo and that just like, I was like, oh my God, I, I fucking can't with this show. I love it. Just a fucking fantastic show. And I just wasn't prepared for how bloody, violent, and fucking nudity. And like, wow. Yeah, we damn. got side boob. I mean, I know that's a total nerd Bunch thing to say nerd. on here. We got a side boob. But uh, it was it's just great. You know, I mean, it's the only thing it's missing really is like profanity at this point. Because it has everything else. Um, but it's, it's a good show. And it goes back to that argument I made earlier about Christian Bale. Master Chief in the game never gets his helmet off unless you get like the secret endings and that's right. Glimpse. And <laughs> this <part> one, <laughs> and this one, he's been unmasked more than he's had the armor on. And I don't have a problem with it. Like uh Pablo Shriver, though, he's a fucking he's a beast. Though <laughs> I mean, I'm not just saying that because of his naked scene he had in this last episode, but god damn, I was like, this dude, but that show is really good. I we got what six episodes left. It's definitely gaining in that tempo, so I can't wait to see what more there's in store because I know there's this shit's going to pack a punch. So um, with that being said, moving on to Moon Knight, which is a character I know exists in the Marvel Universe. I have no idea about him other than he's like the Batman of MCU. Um, The first episode known as the Goldfish Problem, we're introduced to Steven, who is played by Oscar Isaac, who you really quickly find out that he's got some sleeping disorder he's got signs of like multiple personalities he's seeing shit he's hearing shit he's working at a museum he's into uh uh egyptian mythology and lore he knows a lot about it um and we start we see ethan hawk who's the antagonist of the show him coming into conflict with um with oscar isaacs over his artifact the scarab artifact He's trying to get it from Oscar Isaac and Oscar Isaac's doing this fucking John Wick shit that the way that they do it is so fucking cool. Cause it's like one minute you're focused on Oscar Isaac. It's a quick blackout scene almost. And then you come back and Oscar Isaac is like fucking surrounded by bloody bodies. Like what happened? Um, This show, this first episode was a little slow. I think because they're introducing this character, it has to be, you have to give that information. But what did you think, Sue? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, first side note, little inside baseball. Joe's cloning himself while we're. I talking. know. I'm looking at it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got two Joes so far. Yeah, we got two Joes in our in our chat, which is super weird. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, I, I Moon Moon Knight's a really complicated character, and it's gonna take a few episodes to explain who he is. Um, and in that regard, I feel they should have released two episodes the first week because mm-hmm. the first episode really didn't explain enough of who he was and i think we needed to have two episode premiere they didn't go that way so it feels slow but i think now that we're starting to get who uh you know he is what his different personalities are and what moon knight is about i think it's gonna about to pick up significantly in the next few episodes so i'm really psyched but i can see why people would start to feel like okay this is maybe too slow for my taste i think as of like this week that's we're recording it's going to start really popping off. And I feel that episode five is where we're really going to go fucking crazy. And the, the reason one I, before it's over. <laughs> no, the, the reason I say that is when they screen this for critics, they ended at episode four. And usually that's a sign that episode five has some really crazy shit. 
I'm yeah. guessing Blade. That's <laughs> that's my Ghost Rider. Norman Reedus probably. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, I'm psyched and I can't wait to see more. They did close the first episode off with that costume reveal, though. And I've got to say, yeah. I mean, you've got your Captain Americas, you've got your Thors and stuff. But I think this is like the first head to toe costume we've got. And that costume design, it's fucking good. I mean, it's got this really cool, like real like aesthetic when it comes to like the mummification and putting like wrapping someone up as a mummy. It's got that aspect to it and it looks so fucking clean. I mean, I, I'm enjoying yep. it. Um, in the, the most recent episode, Summon the Suit, um, again, well, we start figuring out that Oscar Isaacs has like this split personality. He he walks around as Steven, who's kind of nerdy and quirky. Um, but at times when he's looking in the mirror, he's he's greeted by Mark Spector, who I believe is like the main, um, you know, dude who inhabits the body in the comics and stuff. But in this episode, you basically see them fighting over the body. He deals with. Um, there's a lot more combat in this one, and it's the introduction of Mr. Knight, right, in the tuxedo um, and all that and all that jazz. But again, this episode was still a little bit slow, but it gave you a little bit more background on this split personality. I mean, this is the first this is the first hero anti-hero column, which you want, where to me, you he's got multiple personalities. I know there's theories and stuff that they're like multiple personalities that exist in different universes ha- inhabiting one body. Um but yeah, this episode was uh, was interesting to say the least. I, I'm I'm ready for it to move on to get a little bit better though. I wanted to start action packed and introducing and and basically like relating to the lore at large. Yeah, absolutely. So, Moon Knight episode three drops tomorrow, so we'll definitely review the next two episodes when it comes out. So, uh, questions. We're moving on to some questions. It's funny as we were talking. Um, we got some <laughs> for 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 Joe, and I think you our first one from Odd Job or Cody 007. Um, Joe did actually answer this, but if you want to just go over them again real quick, he says besides Dick, <laughs> what are some of Joe's other non movie horror movie favorites? I know you mentioned Shawshank Redemption, Goodfellas, mm-hmm. which Eric, yep. by the way, said I know Goodfellas is on that list. So. Definitely, yeah. always always yeah i mean like obviously uh, i love tarantino movies like anything tarantino's ever done i'm a big fan of um yeah i don't know i'm just i'm drawing blank whenever you get put on the spot it's always it's hard yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's like a there's like a million other ones but uh were you a starship troopers fan oh i love starship troopers starship troopers is one of the only was the first movie maybe ever that i watched it I popped out. I I fucking stopped the VHS, rewound it, and, and rewatched it again. It again. Yep, yep. Ah. That's how much I love that movie, and I have such like fond memories of that movie. I still to this day have not had the chance to meet Casper uh, Van Dien, uh, but I would love to meet him like in person. I was I met um, uh, Dizzy, uh, Dizzy at a con. Who she was she also in Saw, so that's why she was there for the Saw series. But yeah, like I was able to meet her, and yeah, I fucking love that movie so much. It's it's so good. good it's so you gotta cheesy, take uh, so you gotta take todd with you when you get to meet casper he's got such a yeah they have a man crush on each other man, man. Crush, they were, yeah yeah they were tech they were like uh instagramming each other left and right like, oh really nice so, yeah go, sir i served in the military and casper's like i love you man i was like okay <laughs> cool i'm here That's too cool. uh, <laughs> uh what about um shit what other movies 
give me some movies here. See, what about RoboCop or? Yeah, RoboCop's awesome. I uh, man, that's like one of my big regrets. I, Peter Wello was at a con and I skipped over him. And oh he, no, he's getting up there, and I don't know if I'll ever have the chance again to meet him. But I, I do love the RoboCop series as well. Obviously, the Die Hard series. I know we're gonna be talking Bruce Willis later on. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the important thing here. Okay, so we have a on a, a big debate on this show often. Uh oh. Who is the best action star of the 80s and 90s? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Man. You know. Please don't. Please don't. He's going to drop. I could see the words forming. It's tough between uh, between two. Actually, three. I mean, I, I'm not going to say Jean-Claude Van Damme, but I love Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I, me yeah, too. We, we, we all do. What, what are your favorite <laughs> yeah. JCVD films, actually? Oh man, he's got so many good ones, but man, I don't, I don't know. That's tough. As far, I mean, greatest action star of all time, though. Like you got to go Arnold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to go Arnold. Stallone is a close second, but like it's just Arnold's just top. He's a fucking man in all. In all ways, really. Um, Command Commando is probably my favorite Arnold movie. <laughs> yes. Um, I just, just all the all the crazy one-liners and stuff like that. Like, Fucking jeez. Best eighties any Arnold movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Arnold. He's he's just he's a gem. <laughs> but honestly, I think best like action uh, movie of all time, man. Yeah, you know we'll, we'll wait because you know, yeah. probably. <laughs> it's probably uh a bruce willis movie but uh i love i mean rocky the rocky series like speaking of other like just non-horror movies i love yeah like the stallone rocky series is is up there as well okay cool uh we got a question from Weezerface. uh says okay do you guys consider 2001 a space odyssey horror or sci-fi your answer will determine which pod I send trivia from that movie to do for, for that movie. Uh, I'd say sci-fi. I mean, I guess it's both, right? I think but it's more, sci- more sci-fi. I, I correlate yeah. more with sci-fi. Yeah. Me too. Rogue AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sci-fi Wait, for what? me for sure. I missed the movie. What movie? Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Sci-fi. Definitely sci-fi, right? Mm-hmm. I still don't know how you think Ghostbusters is in a horror movie, but Fuck, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got ghosts in its name, dude. And zombies <laughs> and fucking yeah. like, demons it's like, and possessions. And... That's like saying yeah, Shaun of the I Dead's mean, only a comedy. <laughs> it's, it's it's fair. It's fair. I mean for me for me though, Shaun of the Dead is horror comedy, whereas Ghostbusters is comedy with horror elements. Your age so. is showing. Your age is showing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not very smart when it comes to horror, but um, I will. Uh, will Smith you on that one? <laughs> uh, and we'll get any uh, questions in from our boy Chuck. You know we did. So yeah, uh, audio questions as always. So Chuck, what is your first question? What's up? Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast featuring the one, the only Joe. Hey guys, it's Chuck here with a few questions. Uh, first question, what would be your gangster name? Oh, shit. Uh, fuck, Little Chode. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have to say it. It was great. <laughs> Little chowd. It's a great question. There's some great names in, in Dick Tracy. I know we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, there fucking is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess just... Uh, no horror. <laughs> no horror. Okay, that works, dude. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, you, Steve? I have no idea. Um, when I I went to Italy one time with fifty people my age or oh, close to my fuck. age, and we we all gave each other nicknames, and mine was the Great Northern Woody. So I'll go with that. The Great Northern <laughs> Woody. Okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't name myself. So someone named me that. I don't remember who or why, but. There you go. Well, shit, if we're going by Dick Tracy, I'd, I'd be little chode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, Chuck, what is your second question? What is your favorite gangster movie? So we wow. talked about this a little bit at yeah, the beginning did. of the show. So let's uh, let's lay it out there. What are I know, Joe, you said Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Is, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. With, would Godfather be second for you? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably Godfather 2. What, I was honestly. gonna say one or two. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah, two. Yeah. You like two. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gotta think. I'm actually gonna I know instinctually mine's gotta be good fellas too. And I casino right after that, like we said in the intro, but I'm kind of looking to see what else is around there. Um I don't think these are the, considered the departed. The departed's another really good, yeah. good one for recent. Okay. Yeah. So what, what do you what do you consider gangster? Is Scarface considered? That's what I was gonna say. Is Scarface it, it, considered because we're we're only yeah. talking about Italian, really. But there's a ton right. of different. I fucking love Scarface. Scarface is fucking great. You fucking yeah. cockroach. Yeah, the inspiration <laughs> for Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We about recently, I just think the Italian ones are. I mean, obviously they do it a little bit better. You know, I mean, gangs exist in every, you know, fucking race ethnicity whatever you want to call it but the italian ones do like joe pesci i mean <laughs> joe pesci is just fucking amazing you got him one minute fucking killing people in casino and goodfellas and the next minute he's trying to fucking murder kevin McAllister. i mean <laughs> yeah right I, i'm still holding out for that rated r version um growing up yeah. home alone so awesome yeah but for me casino and fucking goodfellas is my those are what i correlate with gang gangster movies yeah, good. Goodfellas is my favorite as well. So I no argument from me there. It's just the one I think that's the best. It's good like the whole time. Whereas Godfather, I find gets a little boring at times. And it's good when it's good, but sometimes it's like okay, let's just get to the next scene already. Um, so that would yeah, I, I totally agree with Goodfellas on this one. Mm-hmm. If we're going non-Italian, I'll I'll give it up to Eastern Promises with uh, oh yeah, Viggo Mortensen. Mortensen yeah. That's a that man, that that uh, bathhouse scene is just amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna go with John Wick then because no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right, and Chuck, what is your last question? Cheese it, boys! The feds are closing in on you. What's the charge that they're charging you with? Thanks, guys. Look forward to the episode. Have a good one. Oh fuck! Everything. <laughs> every fucking thing uh pirating video games <laughs> watching midget <Fair>. porn <laughs> oh i don't know fuck if the feds are involved 
I got to be doing some crazy shit, fucking money laundering, murder. I think I'd go with like crazy mass fucking enforcer fucking murder shit, dude. Ooh. Yeah. Got to make uh, it count. That would probably be just like theft, stealing like collectibles, horror collectibles I need. That Elect- wanted. Electricity? <laughs> stealing electricity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's too- <laughs> Uh, speaking of I, uh, Joe Pesci earlier, by the way, anyone who's like a collector, uh, Joe Pesci is doing a signing, like super what? rare opportunity. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it goes live tomorrow, actually. What if you guys are interested. You know? oh, God, uh, I'll send you the link. I, cool. I, I just started following them because I got a tip from a friend. So I was like, oh, shit. Nice. I'm about to send him a Home Alone poster. <laughs> I can't imagine what it'll be charging. Yeah, they're doing send-ins too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, which it's funny you mentioned that it is completely off topic, but my second born is turning 10 in a few days. And I just got an email from Monster Palooza today saying that they're having a signing with uh, Nev Campbell, uh, Ulrich and all those folks. And she's heavily into Scream. I mean, this chick goes to school, goes face this, dad, let's watch Scream. $220 for the picture the photo op with with the whole cast uh, all the whole cast is there. Well, for, it's with um jamie kennedy nev all rich yeah, tri- and um yeah. the dude who plays Stu. i always forget his name uh matthew lillard yeah, yeah the four of them for 220 yeah. so yeah i i did the same at for what is that which con is that it's a uh, monster palooza okay yeah frightmare's doing the same exact one same price yeah but it's a uh, hundred and fifty four dollars for entry which I thought Ooh, was kind of crazy. Yeah, it's thirty-five expensive. a ticket. Thirty-five yeah. a ticket, man. Mm-hmm. Plus tax and all that shit out here. So yeah, yeah. they're doing Just, a dream. They're doing a Dream Warriors photo op at Frightmare, and it's four hundred and ten dollars oh for God. the whole cat. It's the whole cast. I mean, it is like twelve oh. people or something. But I'm like, oh, I can't justify that price tag. Where you? Where <laughs> your shirt? What are you talking about? Where your shirt? Be like, hey, I interviewed you. I interviewed you. Here we <laughs> right go, in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But see, what are you running from the feds from? Uh, well, I, I, I used to get warned by this FBI all the time um, when I was growing <laughs> up. Every single time I'd pop in a VHS, the FBI would be like, I got you in my sights, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. $250,000 $250, fine and uh, 10 years in jail. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, yeah, no, it'd probably be like, I don't pirate movies like in the traditional sense. But if I can't find a movie and I want to review it, I'll like go on YouTube and you know find it there on a you know whoever streamed it or whatever. So that's the extent of my yeah. You gotta let me know when your movies come out, dude. I want to see your producer credits and all that. Yeah, I want to end be of like, the year. I watch the shit. The two movies I think are coming out uh, this fall slash winter. So did you get so. any update on yours, Joe? On your uh, I did film debut. Oh shit! I did when? actually. Can you yeah, reveal it? Actually- I can't. Well, it's nothing uh, as far as a release date, but I just got an email from them last week um, that they're in post-production right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they've started the editing process and stuff, and uh, I think they're actually going to launch a a Indiegogo for uh, post-production stuff because I guess they need a little more money to finish up post-production, so they're going to do a few more perks and stuff like that. So okay. Keep if anyone's ever interested, listen to the horror squad. I'll give you some updates once I know for sure. Hey, I can't wait to see that shit. I'm gonna buy that fucking movie. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna timestamp you. I'm gonna IMBD you. Everything, dude. 
It's just me pretend talking in the background. It's nothing too exciting. <laughs> what were you saying? Watermelon? Watermelon. Yeah, Watermelon. I was, yeah. I was just having a pretend conversation with a complete stranger. <laughs> it was awkward as fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds like high school days for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other questions from chat? No, that is it for the questions this week. No more questions, which leads us to our top 10 Bruce Willis films. And we're doing this. Um, because if you haven't heard already, Bruce Willis is going to step away from the world of acting after recently being diagnosed with aphasia, I believe it's how it's pronounced, um, which sucks because I think a lot of us, I mean, whether you're born in the, uh, the 80s or whenever, Bruce Willis is just a staple um, over several decades of great movies. So what we decided to do uh, was compile a list of our 10 top 10 favorites. So I will hand it off to our guest, Mr. Joe. Um, you want to go from the bottom to the top? Let us know. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I never really realized like how many Bruce Willis movies like I've seen <laughs> and yeah. enjoyed. So um, actually like the top 10, pretty solid. I'm pretty happy with my list. There were a couple definitely that missed out. Um like uh, Death Becomes Her just missed out on my list, which is a great one. And uh, The Whole Nine Yards, which is another one I enjoy that just missed out. But uh, starting at number 10, I'm going to go with Lucky Number Slevin. Um, it's one that you don't hear like a ton of people talk about. But man, that movie is like super, super fun. And it's uh, really, really cool. So if you've never seen that one, definitely recommend it. Uh, number nine, I got Armageddon. I mean, come on. Like, it's just the blockbuster. I don't want to close <laughs> Right. I, I remember seeing that in theaters and I, I definitely cried. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, you know, when he's like, I always thought of you as, as a son, you know, t the waterworks, you know, I mean, great. I mean, yeah, the movie's cheesy as hell and stuff, but man, it's such, such a cool cast. And yeah, I, I love that movie. Uh, number eight, I'm going Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, I mean, great sequel. I mean, what more, what more is there to say really about it? Uh, the whole Die Hard series I enjoy. Number seven, uh, super underrated movie in my opinion. And it's gonna probably a controversial one because I know a lot of people hate this movie. But from uh, number seven, I have Unbreakable. Uh, I, I love this movie. I think it is a great co uh, take on like comic book heroes um in a really like interesting unique way so i i really really like that one uh number six i got sin city uh beautiful looking movie just absolutely beautiful uh and uh just great performances all around including of course our man bruce willis uh coming in at number five uh classic the fifth element i mean another great one uh you know, you got a lot of weird stuff in it, but uh, it's it's just a really, really cool movie. And that one's definitely plays a lot of nostalgia for me as well. Um, I saw it really young and it's always stuck with me. Uh, coming at number four, 12 Monkeys. Uh, I fucking love 12 Monkeys. Uh, fantastic movie. And Bruce Willis gives a killer performance in it. Uh, at number three, Pulp Fiction. I mean, love Tarantino movies and Pulp Fiction one of his best of all time and Bruce Willis, even though maybe not like a massive role in this, it's a very memorable role. Uh, and uh, coming in at number two, maybe some controversy here, but I'm going die hard. Uh, you know, die, uh, die hard. I'm sure a lot of people are expecting one, uh, but I'm a horror fan. So, uh, which leads me to my number one movie, uh, the sixth sense. Uh, the sixth sense is, 
what is one of the first movies to really like scare the shit out of me uh, at a young age. And that twist is still, I think one of the best twists in uh, cinema history. Uh, Bruce Willis is great in it. Haley Joel Osment is great in it. And uh, the two of them together, every time they're on screen together, the chemistry is just great. So yeah, that's my top 10. That's a solid list, dude. I don't think any of those are controversial because I have some of the very right. same films you have, but uh, I think we all will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, you take it next. All right, yeah, I have a lot of the same films. Uh, a few notable absences that might be, I guess, co- somewhat controversial. Uh, I didn't put 12 Monkeys on it. I did really like it, but I feel I need to rewatch it. It's been such a long time that I don't remember a ton of it. Um, I remember, like, you know, Brad Pitt's performance. I remember Bruce Willis a little bit in it, but I don't. I couldn't put it on my list because I just didn't remember enough. And also uh, The Whole Nine Yards, uh, especially personally because... It's about Bruce Willis trying to adapt living in my hometown. And he like makes fun about like the differences between where I grew up and I guess the US. So just missed out for that. So my number 10 wasn't on Joe's list and that is The Jackal. Um, in this one, he plays a um, like a guy who is a hired hitman. And I just really love it. Richard Gere plays opposite him. It's another one that takes place in my hometown in Montreal uh and it's also fun because when they go to washington they go into the subway system but montreal is at like this one subway station that has like the ugliest fucking floor ever and they show the floor in washington in the movie and every one of my cities like no we all know what fucking ugly ass station that is you know um so i love that some movie. terrible he had some terrible disguises in that movie <laughs> uh yeah but anyway i love that film number nine lucky number 11 i agree with joe uh, super underrated people don't talk about it but it's a fantastic film about essentially two gangs who have like buildings that face each other and they kind of play off of each other and it's a fantastic movie and if you haven't watched i could not recommend it enough uh number eight another super underrated movie in my opinion that i never hear anyone talk about that's the last man standing in this one uh bruce willis goes into like an old like 1920s western town but it's gangsters that live there and he plays there's two gangs that live in this little little, like western town and he plays both sides like really brilliantly to get his way fantastic movie if you haven't seen it number seven die hard three die hard with the vengeance fucking amazing film uh the story behind that film is is really crazy It, it was first the pitch for 24 but they thought that was a ridiculous idea that no one would ever go with and then it was rewritten to be Lethal Weapon 3 or 4. I forget which one. Uh, and Lethal Weapon decided to go with another direction. So they just basically rewrote the two characters of Riggs and Murtaugh into um, McLean and uh, Sam Jackson's character, um, Zeus. So fantastic film. Amazing. Love it to death. Number six, Sin City. Fucking great film. Great comic book film really dark and gritty and shit like that so absolutely love that at number five unbreakable i don't know what it is about that movie it's very slow it's a thinker but that twist really blew my mind at the time i remember like getting goosebumps at that twist and if you rewatch it you know it's it's still a fucking masterpiece as far as i'm concerned it's so well done and well paced and very smart film it's when and my Chamlin was at like the top of his game so definitely there and speaking of him actually number four it might be a surprising because i'm such a big horror fan the sixth sense 
um fucking love that movie when we reviewed it on the horror squad uh it's like almost a perfect movie it's like so tight and how they tease things and telegraph things it's fucking amazing how they do that using colors and it's just amazing in every sense of the word number three um wouldn't be in my top 25 films but as far as how many times i've seen a movie it would be in my top five like i've seen this movie probably over 100 times that's the fifth element uh i love this movie to death and actually i'm gonna make an announcement which i shouldn't do this week but i'll do it anyway because we're talking about it we're reviewing it yes yeah Uh, so my movie pick was after the crow which we're doing next week um but since we're talking about bruce willis in honor of him uh, it wasn't going to be my pick this time but i'm bumping him up it was he was like second so fifth element i there's just a lot to talk about with that movie i fucking love it to death so there you go number two uh die hard watch it every single christmas it's one of my favorite action films of all time it's so fucking good like hans gruber is one of the best villains in film history and bruce willis john mcclain plays him just fantastically uh it's great i love die hard watch it every single year and finally number one pulp fiction Pulp Fiction's in my top five films of all time. Uh, it's just, it's so fucking good. It's smart on a lot of levels. The dialogue is very memorable. And yeah, it feels like Bruce Willis doesn't play a big part, but he plays as big a part as anyone in this in the movie because they all have small parts. Yeah, no one has like a huge part. So yeah, it's great. So that's my top 10. It's crazy to think though. My top five, maybe six, are all like 10 out of 10s. And I don't know if anyone else has a filmography that I can think of who I can say that for. So good job. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because even though we have similar movies, which is inevitable, there are some that I have that you guys didn't even mention. And so I'm going to get into mine pretty quick uh, for the essence of time, because I want Joe to talk about his Dick Tracy. Um, but number 10, I have read. Uh, it's like, he's a government agent assassin. Um, I've re- I call my funny stories. I call my dad J Lo and Bruce Willis. Uh, my dad looks like an old Hispanic Bruce Willis, bald and everything. So hearing this news about Bruce Willis being diagnosed with this, it kind of hit a little bit like, oh shit, you know, like it could happen to him, it could happen to anyone. Um, so yeah, it's a little off topic, but if I send you guys a picture of my dad, you're gonna be like, oh, he does fucking look like Bruce. Uh, so Red coming in at number ten, number nine, it's actually a franchise. I cheated. Uh, the Expendables small role in there but that's like the most testosterone filled 80s action movies so dumb but i love it and bruce willis is in it so therefore i love the movies even more coming in at number eight sin city we talked about it he's very good in sin city um chasing that jessica alba booty um tears of the sun number seven where he's like a, a military operative and they're trying to save people i watched that movie at least 20 times i i used to watch that constantly it was just such a good film um, and he's really great in it. Number six, Unbreakable. I'm right there with you, Joe. It's such a cool, low-key intro to a, what a comic book character is, their origin. Um, and it's, it just doesn't take the, the normal route that we're used to seeing with MCU. It's completely different. You're not watching this movie thinking superhero, but that's what it becomes. Um, so I really like that one. Number five, Six Sense. That movie scared the shit out of me. I haven't seen it since. I'm sure it's, everything scares the shit out of me. So um, maybe I'll watch it again. But that movie is great. The twist, like you said, one of the best all time in cinema history. Um, number four, The Fifth Element. 
I love that movie more so a little bit more because of Mia Jovovich. She's freaking hot. Um, but Bruce Willis is amazing in there with his little blonde highlights and orange t-shirt. Uh, I can't wait till we review that because that movie has got so much to talk about. Gary Oldman's ugliest role for sure. Um, number three, Death Becomes Her. I absolutely love that stupid movie. I have no idea why. Um, my kids love it. We watch it all the time around Halloween. I love Death Becomes Her. Um, would it need a sequel or anything? Probably not. But I, again, at the same time, would love to see more of it. That movie was just so cool. And uh, the lore behind it, Living Forever, was such a crazy idea. Um, are they zombies? What the hell are they? But uh, I love him in that because it's like a comedy role for him. And he's so fucked uh, between having to uh, love and bed these two women. Um, number two is not a physical role for Bruce. It's a voiceover role. And it's something I watched a lot growing up. And that's Look Who's Talking. Um, something about that movie, man. I don't know why to this day I correlate. Little sperm going to an egg with Bruce Willis talking. I mean, uh, that's is great. He did so great in, in that role, that voiceover role. I love it. And my number one is Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Die Hard. I mean, there's not enough can be said. Die Hard is just fucking spectacular. It's a great movie. So that's my top 10. But uh. Moving on, the, the reason why we're here is to review Dick Tracy. With that being said, sir, the clock is on you. Take it away. All right. What do I do? Do I do? <laughs> <laughs> just Dick Tracy when it was made? Uh, a little oh, bit shit. of synopsis. I got to pull. All right. Let me pull this up then. Pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it out. Ooh, please. Pull it out. All righty. Dick Tracy, released in 1990, directing, directed and starring Warren Beatty. Uh, also stars uh, Madonna and Al Pacino in an Oscar-nominated role uh, and composed by Danny Elfman as well. Uh, yeah, so this one uh, is based on the comic strip, uh, also known as Dick Tracy. Uh, and uh, yeah, this, so this one was created by uh, Disney. Is a Disney movie. A lot of people might not know that. Uh, but yeah, so this one is about um, Dick, Tra uh, our lead character and hero, Dick Tracy, trying to take down organized crime uh, in this fictional city. And that's basically the, the plot synopsis here, all while um, also uh, having a, an orphan kind of uh, <laughs> on the si uh, side plot as well, uh, kind of as his uh, little sidekick here. And that's essentially the plot of it. Um, I mean, I love this movie uh, so much and I don't hear like a ton of people talk about it. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I, I, I mean, I'd probably definitely have a lot of like rose colored nostalgia glasses on this one, but I don't know, like even rewatching it, I think it's one of the, like, I think it was ahead of its time maybe, or I don't know what it is, but I still think it's one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Uh, the use, the, the use of colors is really next level in this movie. Uh, it's just like beautiful. Like the, all of the, the different color, like all of the, especially like the crime bosses, like all of their suits and stuff. And they just all, it just all looks so cool. And then like the comic strip backgrounds, like they have, like, it's really, really cool. Um, I mean, just great performances all around. Uh, Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, I think it was 
perfect casting. Maybe that's why he cast himself. I don't know, but he does a, a great job here. I mean, and man, talk about like just like a star-studded cast. I mean, you got Al Pacino, Madonna, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, you got Dustin Hoffman in really a throwaway role. You got Kathy yeah, Bates and yeah, you got Kathy Bates in a throwaway role. I mean, you got like all these, uh, you know, just like really like big time actors just, and James Caan, uh, you know, at one point, I mean, God, you got Godfather, right? Right. You get the two Corleone brothers. Uh, in, you took my uh, talking point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, uh, that is just a fantastic scene. But man, it's, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's great action sequences here. The music is fantastic, I think. And it, they do a good job. Uh, not maybe i mean maybe they overdo it but for me i enjoyed like pretty much every song in this movie as well like it's kind of weird because like it's like sort of a musical in a lot of ways but not completely uh but yeah i, I don't know i'm really uh excited to hear your thoughts because i never really discussed this movie with people uh who have who like who maybe who haven't seen it or who haven't seen it in a long time so i guess i'm interested to hear people's thoughts who uh aren't coming uh from uh, like the nostalgia period. So yeah, let's hear your thoughts. So uh, when I was told, you know, about having you come on the show, I was like, fuck yeah. Any day of the week, I'll talk with, uh, with Joe. When I was told we were going to review Dick Tracy, I was like, fuck man. I haven't seen that movie since I was like in single digits of age. And I remember it back then just being like, Oh, this is a good movie as a kid. I didn't know how that was going to translate as an adult now later on in life. Um, so I'm just going to go over my notes here that I have and feel free to chime in or whatever. But I totally 100% echo you on the what a fucking cast for this movie. I mean, Beatty, Pacino, Madonna, Hoffman, who you mentioned, a young Kathy Bates, Dick Van Dyke is the DA. Um, I didn't even know Catherine O'Hara was in this fucking movie. I still don't know what part of the movie she was in. I just know she's credited. Um, and one of the greatest things, like you said, was that reunion between Al Pacino and fucking James Caan. I mean, fucking Sonny and Michael. Like, that was so cool. And when the movie started, I was a little iffy. As soon as I started playing out, I was like, dude, this is not bad. I mean, from I don't remember as much as a kid, but like you said, that comic strip presentation, I was like, is this a drawing is it like just wood flat front buildings like what is this and how did they get away with this in the 90s because it's not terrible it's not terrible visuals it's decent given the source material so i was really taken away by the artistic style for this um now the exaggerations when it came to the mobsters was fucking great i mean you've got prune face who looks like a fucking prune you've got uh, was it small face when he's really a big face like their names really like play into their role mumbles um like i really enjoyed that i what's his name forsyth who plays flat top yeah flat top I is great i remembered his character like when i watched the movie and i saw him i was like that's the dude i remember all the time no idea it was william forsyth until i looked at the credits but i mean it was just great uh i put here that warren Beatty reminds me of uh uh von sadow where i think that they've been old their whole fucking life because even on there i'm like he looks old he looks the same like that i've ever known him he's always looked the same he's always looked like just like a mid-50s wrinkly guy um i got a lot of tim burton batman vibes from the presentation in this movie even down to like some of the music i was like dude that's like old school michael keaton batman sounding shit um 
which is not bad. Uh, it was executed greatly. I love that. Um, Madonna is horny as fuck in this movie, dude. Throughout the whole movie, it's like, I'm horny. I want you. I'm coming to your your office. I want you to bang me. I was like, dude, this is like peak horny. Her book must have just released where she's got like all the fellatio and shit going on. Um, but if you guys aren't familiar with the movie, are you guys have you guys ever seen Two Wong Fu? Thank you for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah, there is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Maybe it'll be a punishment for you in the future, Steve. Um, <laughs> but basically, that movie, real quick, is about Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Loic Wazamo are um, cross dressers. They're uh, what's the word? I'm missing it. Where you go and the guys dress up like girls, the RuPaul type stuff. It's drag, like a drag show. Drag, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like drag queens. Well, Madonna looks like John Lake Wazamo does in that movie in some scenes of this, and I was like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, like I said, she's horny as fuck throughout this entire movie. I don't know how Warren Beatty stayed away from it because there was even that scene where she's in like in her sheer nighty that you're like, I just saw Madonna boob. I transported back to my young age and I'm about to like find some quiet time in the garage or something. Um, everything is exaggerated in this movie, but it works so spectacularly. It's does it. It's not like overdone to where like the movie becomes a chore or it's stupid. I do think the movie was a little long in length, but overall it was still super enjoyable. The kid is a little hungry asshole throughout like the first third of this movie. What a little dick. When do we Suck eat? on an egg. <laughs> Yo, when do we eat? Suck on an egg. Like you little shit. We basically, you were eating a fucking cheese sandwich in the beginning and now you're eating like a fucking king. Um, little annoying but not as bad as the chick from uh that horror movie with the fucking alien um what's it called remember that girl with the curly hair we we've talked about it before she's eh, well i'll remember it later um but yeah he's a little dick uh love the acting pretty much overall the acting was great especially loved when mumbles went from mumbling to talking normal once he was fucking caught um that was really cool uh the story was good uh, some what the fuck scenes. This is the one I was alluding to earlier, Steve. So there's a part in this movie towards the end where Dick Tracy is going into like the warehouse where they do the baths in cement and somebody is actively being inside this little container being poured cement on. He puts up his cloak as a disguise. He goes to save the guy. The guy's there covered in cement. All of a sudden the camera changes back to like the antagonist goes back the dude's completely missing now and Warren Beatty is covered in cement. And you're like, what, what just happened? Did I miss something? And it got that at that moment, it took me out a little, but then I was like, ah, fuck it. This movie's made in the nineties. I don't give a shit. You know, like I'm enjoying it. So, um, but yeah, I, I really liked this movie, man. I liked it more than I thought I was. And I was not going in with it with any positive thoughts. Um, even the fact that it was a free watch, I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to uh, rest in peace to the female actress. Who's his initial love interest. I had no idea she passed away a few years ago. Um, so that was kind of news to me. I thought she did very great. Tessa, I think her name was true heart or something like that. Um, but no, I love this movie is great, man. Will I watch it again immediately. No, but it's got potential, man. It might be something I buy in the future. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat. So I hadn't seen it since the nineties uh, either. Now, you guys are too young. You, you were like three when this movie came out. But to people who don't know, this movie was a big fucking deal in 1990. The There were trading cards, toys, cartoons, video games. 
this I remember like I was eight when this movie came out. It was a big fucking deal. And then a couple years later, poof, gone. And I don't I seriously haven't heard about this movie until Joe started talking about it like here and there. Uh it's and it's weird how people just don't talk about this anymore. So I hadn't watched it probably since the mid-90s, I'd say, maybe late 90s. So it has been a very long time. I completely forgot about the whole uh kid like angle. I completely that gone out of my mind all i remembered were the gangsters and dick tracy basically uh, going at it but that's not surprising i watched it as a kid so the cartoony characters would be more of a thing that i would remember uh yeah it was good you know uh, i don't know if i'm as high as both of you on it um it is i think it was ahead of its time which is one of the reasons that it uh, didn't well it did perform out the time but then kind of got forgotten i feel that since it was kind of like sin city but too early you know, a more cartoony version of Sin City, like very stylized, which I love, you know, the whole comic book feeling of it and how it looked like you were looking at the panels of the comic was just really, really cool. Uh, the colors were just fantastic. Like Joe said, like the way this movie looks is fantastic. The performances are so over the top, but they're really good. Al Pacino looks like he's having a fucking blast uh, in this movie. And it's so cool to see Al Pacino really come come out of his shell because especially at that time it was all really serious like gangster roles or uh, action roles and stuff like that so to see him do something like just fucking goofy was just a breath of fresh air um same thing with you know Dustin Hoffman James Conn and all that stuff so yeah there's just a lot of to love about it uh William Forsythe that's probably my favorite character in this in this every time he's on screen I find that he like takes away from all the others because he just a looks really cool but he's like goofy looking but a badass at the same time and I really like that about him um the, the kid I was a little annoyed with to be honest that's you know I, I think it was to appeal to the kids at that time but now watching it as an adult he's just like a little shit essentially uh I did recognize him he's he's also the kid in hook that, that's why I knew him from I guess more um he's also uh he's also in can't hardly wait the one who sings oh, yeah. uh, paradise <laughs> right. city <laughs> that's right <laughs> um but yeah it was still good you know i i enjoyed it i just think it was long at times like a few times i'm like okay how much time is there left in this movie when are they going to get to the point uh i did not see the twist coming even though i had seen it um and i should have because throughout the movie i'm thinking man madonna's really just spoiler alert yeah well i mean at this point um they're really just putting in Madonna in this movie to get the name recognition because she's doing nothing. She's basically just singing and looking hot, you know? Uh, so I should have seen it coming, but it, it was a cool reveal that she ends up being, you know, the no-face uh, character. She even, that's, uh, she even died horny, dude. She even uh, died horny. Yeah, no, she did. We could have done the world together, dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the rare, one of the uh, rarest toys you can get is uh, that blank figure. Oh really? Yeah, it's like uh I think they only produced it in uh Canada and there was like super limited batch and uh they come up on eBay every now and then for between like five and eight thousand dollars. That figure. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's there's there's something about I don't know what it is. I, I watch uh like toy collection shows once in a while and that happened a lot. Uh manufacturers in Canada would do figures that would never get to the states and they're all super valuable and that pisses me off because i could have like i had access to a lot of these figures i know there's wrestling ones as well 
uh, in the toys that made us, they talk about that a lot where um, things were coming in Canada and it took time for get to get the license to the U S and by the time like the license would elapse and it would just never come out. So how many of those, actually, that's a good question. I know we're taking a little bit of a sidebar here. I know you collect some Dick Tracy stuff, but Joe, what, what yeah. stuff do you have and what are you, are you still collecting anything? Yeah, I still, every now and then I'll find something. I, I'm not actively looking like I, I own a lot of Dick Tracy's, man. The, I gotta say, like Steve said earlier, the, uh, the memorabilia for this movie is, was quite extensive. I mean, they made a lot of toys and, uh, like just random ass shit for this movie, which is why I started collecting it. Cause like, I mean, I love this movie and there's so much fun stuff to collect. So they made all of the figures. Like, so they have obviously like, uh, think, um, you know, uh, masters of the universe, like that style type figures. Um, and they made basically every single character you can think of, um, with, they made Dick Tracy and they made Sam who was, you know, uh, and then they made all of the gangsters, you know, like all of them. Uh, and then, like I said, the blank, I have the entire collection of that actually, besides the blank. Uh, I think they made 18 or 20 of those figures. Um, they made coffee mugs, which I have, uh, they, you know, they made, uh, dolls, you know, like, uh, 10, uh, uh, like 18 inch big dolls of uh, Dick Tracy and Madonna, which I got. They made uh, the little 10 inch dolls that I got the whole collection of that. They made, you know, a lot of big boy. It was mainly a lot of Dick Tracy, but they also did uh, a lot of the gangsters, obviously big boy and Madonna as well. Those are like the three biggest characters, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've met William Forsyth a few times and had him sign some flat top um, memorabilia when I've met him. Uh, but I mean, they made a lot, man. And I have quite a lot. Uh, I have, uh, some movie theater posters and movie theater. Uh, I have a full size, uh, movie theater display of like Dick Tracy. Uh, so I mean, they made a lot and I, ha and I'm still finding stuff to this day. I have Dick Tracy fucking shoelaces, um, that I got, uh, I, th th you name it, they made it for this movie. I mean, I, obviously it's Disney, right? So, th I mean, they're great at stuff like at marketing and memorabilia. So yeah. Uh, recently I had the opportunity to buy and I regret not buying it cause it really didn't go for that much money, but a lot of people might not know this. Me and Steve talked about it. Uh, they made, uh, a live show at Disney, uh, live action Dick Tracy show right after the movie came out. And, uh, uh, James, uh, Mar Jason Marsden of all people who voiced Binks, uh, he was, he had the mask of flat top for that stage production show and he was selling it, uh, for, I think like four or five hundred bucks but I, I passed on it uh, i probably should have bought it <laughs> yeah that would have been expensive, a fucking show yeah that would have been a showpiece yeah. though like yeah uh, mm -hmm. uh, I, I went actually, on ebay right now and i okay. saw that the blank is selling for like four thousand dollars there's 4, 000, one for fifteen thousand yeah, yeah. So that, mm -hmm. that's it crazy. all depends because yeah because they, they all got them graded it all depends on how nice the card is and all that so yeah i, I know it's star wars the, dude <laughs> it's the it's the, it's the holy grail of dick tracy toys no doubt about it damn so that's crazy actually fun fact about that uh, dick tracy show at disney uh i don't remember if it replaced or was replaced by it but it was fucking pretty woman that replaced it or was replaced oh, by shit. dick tracy which is the most <laughs> ra can you imagine going to disney world like hey i want to go see the pretty woman show <laughs> Like, was richard gear putting gerbils in his ass yeah exactly right? that's not that, that, that movie's that's not a family-friendly movie at all no, i know it's, it's like... the weirdest fucking thing um, yeah. oh gosh 
Yeah. Do you guys want to want to rate this one though, Joe? Yes. Anything else you want to talk about before we rate it, or um, I sequel mean, just, for I it mean, or no? no? There was supposed to be a, a sequel. Yeah. There, there was there was there was plans for a sequel but it just never materialized i don't know how well this movie did at its time i mean granted it won three two or three oscars i mean i know it won for i think makeup and it won for set design or something like that uh and pacino probably got robbed probably should have won the oscar because his performance is so good in this um just some of the scenes like i just you know that um the the mob meeting scene like where they're all at the table yeah. Uh, sitting is just so, is so good like in uh, pacino in that scene i think uh, that was like his oscar winning moment if if he was gonna win for that it was so good um the you know i want trick Daisy uh dick tracy dead scene uh where he's like tracy 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 and he just oh. says it like 50 times oh, oh by 30 the way seconds and no more dick 30 seconds yeah, yeah, and no yeah. more dick <laughs> yeah right um I, all the characters in this are just so good um but the shootout scene at the end there, when all of the cars are, they're trying to escape and Tracy's out there with all, that's a top-notch scene as well. Those are the two scenes that definitely um, stick out to me the most when I think of this movie. Um, I, actually, another thing I had to buy was the kid's hat, um, but the guy wanted a lot of money for it, so I, I had to Damn. pass on that. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, the, you don't see a lot of movie props coming out of this movie. So when you have the opportunity to get a movie, and it's, it's the fact that it's Disney, you have Disney collectors that want to get in on it too. So it's it's tough. But Steve. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just looked it up, and there's yeah. good reason why Al Pacino lost the Academy Award that oh, year. Okay. Who, and actually, who it's it's conflicting specifically for you, Joe. Uh, Joe oh. Pesci won for Goodfellas. Okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so i I think that's a good uh that's yeah that i'll allow allow that i'll (laughs) definitely allow that one one of the shortest oscar uh acceptance speeches oh that's great that's a fucking joke yeah oh my god that's great what do you say thank you thank you thank you you. (laughs) Uh, yeah i think uh hitchcock's right behind him i think he like uh, had like a a really short one and rowan atkinson at the baftas did the same thing uh he just grabbed the award and left (laughs) yeah oh shit as a joke like that's a that's a shtick but joe pesci yeah yeah, just nothing to say (laughs) awesome uh oh they also made a video game for this for nintendo yeah did you play it i was gonna ask you I, I don't. I actually have the video game, but I've never played it because I haven't. Oh my since gosh. I, I, I just don't have a Nintendo, so I right. don't know how, how good the game is or anything. It, so. it wasn't bad. It really wasn't yeah. bad. If, to my memory, it's a side scroller, uh, like kind of shooter, mm-hmm. and it was one of the better, like, you know, movie adaptation games have a reputation of being the worst, and that's mm-hmm. often true. But in my memory, uh, this one was actually pretty good. So, mm-hmm. what'd you guys think of the music? Did you like like the songs? Yeah, it was good. It, it fit it. the yeah. movie perfectly. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Like I wouldn't rock enough... it on my fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> like iPod or anything. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It fit the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I got the soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, oh, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, one of my favorite songs actually isn't on the uh, the vinyl, which is back in business when uh, after Tracy gets arrested, which is, is a great one by Madonna. But uh yeah, I mean, it's, it's, man, I, so getting into ratings, I mean, I obviously got the nostalgia for this big time. I'm a big collector of it. Um, I, I do see that, I mean, obviously, it's not a perfect movie, right? Um, 
and it is a bit long for sure. It definitely drags at times, but the action, the performances, the color, the use of color, the cinematography, it's just, to me, it's all like top-notch stuff. And it's, it's, it's a great comic book movie. It really is like, you know, it, when you think of comic book movies, you obviously don't think of Dick Tracy, you know, he's not, you know, he, he's old school, like really, really old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so obviously like, I'm going to give it, go high here and uh, I'm not going <laughs> to give it. it a 10. I'm not going to give it a 10, but I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, okay. Steve? Uh, yeah, so I, I liked it. You know, I think it's a solid movie. Um, I'm glad I rewatched it. I, I didn't meaning to rewatch it. And it's one of those things, especially non-horror, that I need to almost have an excuse to watch a non-horror film because I have to watch like three horror films a week just for the horror <laughs> squad. Uh, so other than the review of the week we do for this, I rarely go back. But uh, I'm glad I did. I give it a like seven out of 10. So 3.5 out of five. Uh, it's a solid movie. Not like one of my favorites. Uh, I do find it's a little long at times. I was a little bored at times. I don't like the stuff with the kid and there's a lot of it. Uh, he was just annoying. You know, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like the movie didn't need him. You know, like the overall story didn't need that character. Just thrown in. Yeah. 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 He was thrown in to appeal to a different audience. And now that I'm not that audience, it doesn't work for me, you know? So yeah, but still, it's still pretty good. And see, for me, uh, it was Psycho Gorman that I was thinking of oh, in relation that to movie. how annoying the kid <laughs> is. Um, but for me, I, I echo a lot what you guys said. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Um, therefore, I gave it uh, three out of five, three and a half out of five or a seven and a half out of ten. Um, it's good. Um, visually, it's great for its time. And I'm, I'm not regretting that I watched it. Uh, Warren Beatty still looks old, I imagine, the same way. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was good. Madonna horny just gave it to me, baby. I was down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was definitely very horny. No doubt about it. Yeah, and she looked great uh, in this movie. I'm glad yeah. you guys enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm really glad. I was I was scared <laughs> that one of you guys were gonna hate it, but I, I feel like this is a hard movie to hate. Like it's just it is. So, it's so much fun to be had. Yeah, that that nighty scene will always get me, dude. I was like, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. they showed that. Like I was shocked. Mm -hmm. It's Disney. It's right. got to be the first boob they showed in Disney, right? <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that was, was that was back. Disney wasn't too concerned about their image yet. I feel like back in like <laughs> the really early '90s. So now, forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. But no, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, more importantly, Joe, I enjoyed having you talking to you, man. I mean, I know you talked Absolutely. to Steve. He takes it for granted now. You're just like a normal everyday person. <laughs> this is my first opportunity to really sit down and talk with you. So I appreciate yeah. it. You're always welcome here, dude. You know it. You ever want to escape from horror, come over here. Um, sure. We'll get, a, we'll get a few drinks in us next time and definitely start talking. <laughs> yeah, even, yeah, even, yeah. Even if Todd's there, like it, it doesn't, yeah. you know, Todd doesn't need to be gone for you to come on, you know? So yeah, if you exactly. hear that we're doing a movie that you're like, you know, I have a lot to say about that one definitely yeah let us sure. know let us know yeah no absolutely uh, yeah thank you so much for having me on and yeah I'd, I'd love to come back and hang with you guys again for sure yeah hey, you guys could do a live live Monday, session golf yeah you gotta do the uvr that, that's the thing like yeah you want to talk to joe all the time just fucking hey, go, I'll, come yeah, golfing I'll, with us i'll do it if we all agree on being naked while we do it <laughs> mean, i i do play i do tend to play in my underwear a lot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that's gonna. I mean, next week, what are we covering? The crow. The crow. Yeah, we're doing the well, crow. Which, one, yeah. Who, who requested? Yeah. Who requested? Was Asa? Asa. Asa did. Yeah, raining blood. Mm -hmm. Um. So he requested that we're gonna cover the crow, followed by Gears of War three, a video game. Um, followed by Todd Fifth Element. 
followed by fifth element. So we got, we got it mapped out. We're going to stick pretty strong to it unless Todd, you know, goes on his butter tour again or, <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever the hell he does. But Joe, again, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate talking to you. Um, hopefully you come on soon again, man. Send, send Sam our love. I know yep. again, you guys get to talk to her all the time, but uh, <laughs> tell her to stop watching that porno when you're not home. <laughs> you got it <laughs> all right guys that does it for us tonight appreciate you guys hope you like it let us know what you think and until the next time see you guys later all right bye see ya Say you piss. You got that, you maggot dick motherfucker?